Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Broadcasting from the center of the universe, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Knapsack for another edition of Star Wars Ranked, Episode 51. Me and a guest, we're sitting down and having a lot of fun ranking Star Wars today. This is going to be a bit of a silly one, a bit of a dream, a bit of a Star Wars daydream, if you will. we got The Mandalorian coming out. Favreau has been dropping hints of weird cameos on Netflix, and I wanted to talk about the possible cameos that we won't see but want to see on The Mandalorian. To do that is one half of the great show, Black Series Rebels. It's my Red Robin dinner buddy, Steve Ellis. How are you? Hey, Ken, can I get that? Start, start again. Do it again. Hey, hey, Ken, can I get that French fry? <laughs> Sorry, I'm still learning my board. I press mute. We're not going back. We're not going back. The Roadcaster Pro. Check it out. Yes, 
Thank you for stealing my French fry at Red Robin. <laughs> Those are my French well, fries. I'm still upset that, that time we were at Red Robin before a Black Series Rebels taping, and uh, we asked for one more basket of fries, and the waiter brought you and I two. Well, theoretically, I don't know that we needed, you know. We didn't need the one. We had already had one each. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And you, you introduced me to the Red Robin sauce. Oh, the campfire sauce. I'm a big fan. You got to do it. I'm a big fan. But every, that's the last trip I've had to Red Robin because our buddy Alex is now keto. Oh, yeah. He went keto over the holiday break. And uh, we no longer do the Red Robin at the moment. So uh, I can tell him how to eat good there. Not really. Yeah, well, we'll see. Right now, he's been eating a lot of just burgers wrapped in lettuce. That's a, that's, that's a good thing. You can yes, do that there. Yes, I, I, I used to get my, uh, my Red Robin burgers wrapped in lettuce there, too. Hey, man, protein style. That's cool. Come on. That's cool. But hey, buddy, thanks for having me back. Uh, happy to have it. you here. Uh, this was kind of an impromptu recording. You were like literally like, hey, man, you want to talk to Star Wars? And I was like, hey, man. I'm about to press record on a show. Pop on over. So we kind of made up our list. Uh, Mandalorian coming out. Uncle Bob talking on hashtag IkerCon, which is a Force Center original <laughs> term. Um, that uh, the streaming service, it's going to be very important. It's part of his legacy, Steve. Did you listen to that high-rated podcast the other day? Oh, my friend. I listened to that 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 call, and I got to tell you, uh, it sounds to me like Mr. I- Iger has smoked a lot of cigarettes in his day. <laughs> Based off his voice, we get it. But uh, yeah, you know, like I said, like I said on Twitter, that is probably the highest rated earnings call (laughs) in the history of earnings calls. It really uh, was with pretty much zero Star Wars news. But yes, the big takeaway was uh, Disney Plus and streaming is the future. Is the future. My favorite thing was when I opened up the questions at the end, and I was like, "All right, it's going to be someone." You know, uh, Mr. Edgar, uh, who's in the Mandalorian? But it was like, hi, uh, Bob Jones from Forever Federal Bank. I got a question about the leverage ability of your capital. Um, none of these people even know what Star Wars names are. So uh, that said, Mandalorian, we know, is the first out of the gate for Star Wars streaming Disney Plus in the fall. We don't know exactly when yet. We don't know exactly how bingeable or week to week. All that's for another discussion. But John Favreau on Instagram has been dropping little hints of little things, and IG-88 and R5-D4 are apparently going to appear in the show in some way, big or small, I think small, but some way. We're bringing back these old kind of nostalgic little characters. What do you think about that first, Steve? What do I think about Johnny Favs giving us little tidbitties, or what do I think about sort of, I got to tell you, I wish that Mr. Abrams would uh, take a page out of Mr. Favi's playbook and even if R5-D4 or IG-88 or IG-86, whatever his oh, name yeah. is, uh, you know, I wish that uh, JJ would maybe follow suit because it just goes to show that you really don't have to give us anything while still giving us little <laughs> treatsies to make the fan base a little happy yeah. and not you know, go insane with speculation to then make speculation real, to then be disappointed when said fake speculation is not real. Um, So my question to you, Ken, is what's the title going to be? What's the (laughs) title? No. Um, You know what, man? I, you know, it's no secret. I love Johnny Favs and I love that, you know, he is a early adopter of the social media marketing game. Um, back with you know cowboys and aliens um and then even if you look at chef he's one he's the first time i ever saw them use the twitter sort of pop-ups happen on screen during a movie or something yeah um oh yeah yeah yeah. you're right you know i really like the way he utilizes social media and i think that um maybe disney 
marketing should hand over the reins to Lucasfilm and, and let them do their thing at the same time. Maybe JJ doesn't have to be so secretive. Maybe. Um, yeah. So, Ryan Johnson was good at giving us some stuff. He was. Uh, Rod, uh, Rod Howard, uh, Ron Howard, excuse me. I knew uh, one of my old friends is Rod Howard, sheriff deputy. Ron Howard, the director was good at it too. Once he took over. So it's powerful and it gets it. You're right. A little picture of R5D4 inspires 42,000 podcasts. It's true. It's yeah. true. Even if like he literally just is like rolling on through past the frame Which and not really a character at all in the show. That's what I think is going to be. And this is 42,001 in terms of podcasts because that inspired us to come up with this uh, silly little list of cameos we want to see in The Mandalorian, but don't think we will. We each have five. We're going to dive on in here. And I do want to start with your Excellent number five. All right. So my number five, you know, I don't really have a name for him, uh, but hell, let's just call it this way. I would love to see a war-torn Ewok wicket bounty hunter at the end of the bar. It's like five plus years past the end of Return of the Jedi, and our boy wicket now is freelancing. Yeah. Trying to make a living as a bounty hunter. He's proven his worth on Endor. He's finally off that forsaken yep. tree planet trying to make a name for himself. And so you, you know you want it to be wicked or just a war torn well, Ewok bounty hunter. I mean, I would be okay with a war torn Ewok bounty hunter, but how rad would it be if it's like <laughs> Yub Nub at the uh, end of the bar that just kind of gives his signal of approval to the Mandalorian when he rolls through? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, uh, don't mess with me, pal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this. I have become obsessed with, you know, Landa has got the corner market, uh, the market cornered, I should say, and a corner market uh, on Endor about the Ewoks. That's her thing. And and, and we don't want to ever take that away from her. Murder bears, baby. Murder bears. And then we got the t-shirt you can get on tpublic.com slash user slash force center. But I have grown to love the Ewoks in this different way now where I love this kind of thing. I loved Pikpa in the last shot book. There was kind of this uh, smart Ewok that's like, yeah, I know you think I'm dumb, but I'm joining Unity uh, Slicer. I love the idea, what you're pitching here. A war-torn Ewok bounty hunter who's like, man, I'm going to see what's out there in the galaxy for me. I'm pretty vicious. I'm going to go get it. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I think... <laughs> You know, he got his first sign of seeing some blood, some action. You know, he was like, my primal abilities came out and I'm ready to see, you know, who might need my services. What I love about this story you're pitching is maybe this is maybe this is a full episode. Maybe this is Tiko Waititi's episode <laughs> because what you're saying. So the Ewok, if it's wicked or not, I almost think we could name it something else. Doesn't matter. Lupla. Sure. Lupla, the Ewok, um, sees battle, gets blood. Uh, maybe it's the one that's holding the blaster when they're celebrating at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, like, towards the fight where they're like, yeah. He embraces the tech. Yeah. Lupla's got the tech, got you the know? ability to shoot it. We were all laughing back then. We're like, are these dumb little bears got the blasters? No. Lupla has understood what, how to use these things. He's got the knowledge. Gets the taste of blood that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wait a minute. The war's not quite over. Okay. I'm going to go hunt these imperial bastards down. Yeah. I'm going to head out. You know what, Steve? I think we should make a fan fiction film called Shards of Endor. <laughs> Only if it's like $100,000 an episode. Is that how much it costs? <laughs> I didn't know. I haven't heard. Um, I think that's what we need. Lupla, the war-torn Ewok founder. I'm bounder. down. I'm down. Let's do it. Luplo, excuse me. Luplo. Let's do it. Uh, that is a great choice for number five. Do you just see, do you want a full episode or are you just happy with him at the bar? Uh, I mean, I would be happy with a whole you know, Lupla, a Star Wars story streaming series. I think that's what I'm going to give me, give me six to 10 episodes. 
You know, Lupla just just doing his thing. I think they got the next big earnings call on April 11th. That's when we're expecting to maybe get a little information. Um, but I love the idea of Uncle Bob's like, coming, uh, coming soon in 2021, Lupla, <laughs> the Ewok bounty hunter. This is my legacy. It's built on this one. Ten episodes. I'm sold, Bobby. I'm sold. Pass the apple it. juice, baby. So that is year number five, War Torn. Ewok What's your number five? Ken? My number five is, and I think it's going to tie into one of your choices, but it starts the conversation. My number five cameo I want in The Mandalorian, but don't think I see, will be Beezer Fortuna, Bib's cousin, who we saw in uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, sitting there at Saw's uh, partisan palace there, so to speak. Now, is it safe to assume that Beezer might have died? Yeah, a lot of people did die that day, but I think some got out, all right? They all didn't just do what uh, Saw Gerrera did and just wait for it to come because they've had enough of this life. Beezer, Beezer, I think, got out in my world. You think? Beezer Fortuna got out, and now he is out there seeking his family, seeking um, not just fame and fortune, but he's trying to reconnect with the Fortuna family, not just Bib, could be others. And I think his travels will take him in and around the Mandalorian. I think he'll be there. So you think he's going to be like searching for Bibb's ashes at the the the, the blow up site of uh, that's, Jabba's palace? That's great. At the Sarlacc pit. Yes. And amongst that, he he happens to stumble upon this Mandalorian armor. Yeah. That the Sarlacc pit spit out, and now I, I think. It. This particular Fortuna yeah. dons the Mandalorian gear. Oh, and boom, title flash the Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal is. I think we Fortuna. figured it out. I think <laughs> we figured it out, Ken. I love, though, yes, even if it doesn't go that far. <laughs> I love, and who knows it might. I love the idea that that crash site, which was used in Aftermath uh, for Chuck Wendig, yeah, he, he went there in a character I'll, I'll mention in a bit here, but. Um, the katana blows up, and it kind of takes a little bit of the sarlacc with it, and that's maybe how Bob, uh, Boba Fett gets out. Maybe that I love that Beza Fortuna would land on Tatooine and be like, "Can anyone take me to the Great Dune Sea, the Pit of Carcoon? I need to go. I need to trace what happened because maybe maybe Bib's alive. I don't know. So that's why Beezer is my number five. But your number four, my number four is Beezer's old bro, Bib Fortuna. How did that work out? I don't know. We almost coordinated. So that. I really think that there may be some weird connection with the survival of Bib, his long lost brother coming to find him, yeah. and long lost Mandalorian, you know, yeah. gear just laying around, just sitting out there. Hey, uh, hey, cuz, you know? what's going on? Or, yeah. or mm-hmm. do we have some crazy Western archetype where we get the Fortuna Bros? Coming into town. The Fortuna family would be a great Coen Brothers you know. chapter to Buster Scruggs, like the seventh or eighth chapter that we didn't see. Um, uh, I would love this. So so in your head, you want Bib to survive the explosion of Jabba's sail. Yes, March. because yeah. my very first Star Wars action figure I ever owned was Bib Fortuna. Really? That's a great yes, trivia. that is the very first <laughs> Star Wars action figure, Good figure I ever owned that as a young lad at Toys R Us purchased along with what was i can only describe as a mini version for the figures of the sail barge okay but it only like let one person stand on it 
So I don't know what I'm thinking of. I just remember that that was something else that was purchased on oh, that trip. Like and that. so I've always had a special place in my heart for Bib Fortuna. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I love the scene, you know, with 3PO and R2 when they, they finally enter the, the pearly gates of Jabba's Palace. It's a great scene. And, you know, we get Bib Fortuna and... You know, uh, leave ba- leave Jabba no bother. He is who I will tell. Yeah, they want a wanga. There's some great stuff there. Uh, I really love Bib. I always he's yeah. one of my favorite parts of Return of the Jedi, and so I really hope he escaped the explosion or at least lived uh, to see another day. I could see Bib being that he's a great major domo. I think he felt a little abused by Jabba slightly, and I think when he saw the tide turning, because we don't really see. Well, look how quick. Like Jabba just tossed him away for three PO. Absolutely, and I think uh, a Kanchi droid. I think he looks around and he looks around because we don't really. Unless you f- maybe it's a freeze frame that like Alex Damon of Star Wars explained. Well, you know, here's the twelve times Bib Fortuna appeared on the katana before it blowed up, um, uh, exploded. Um, Alex, please make that video. Um, I I think he saw things going wrong, and he saw Leia start choking his boss, and he was like, I gotta go. Me gotta go, and I think he got in a little skate, skiff, skiff or speed or whatever, and just took off. And I think part of the Mandalorian is going to be the reunion of cousins Beezer and Bib Fortuna. I love it. I think that's why well, number I think four. Let's is go perfect. with it. Let's go with it. Which means we go to my number four, and Which uh, is? I'm sniffling, but it is General Maximilian Veers of the Empire. Okay. Okay. One of my first figures, one of the only ones I still have from my original batch that survived oh, the great garage sale purge of 1985 is um, General Veers, what, what is called Adat Commander, but really was supposed to be General Veers. So I've always had an affinity. And then Julian Glover ends up in Last Crusade, ends up in Game of Thrones. Um, I got a great autographed picture from a, a fan, uh, Corey Morissette, I believe, sent me that. Um, that's an autograph from Julian Glover to me. So I love Veers. And there's that Twitter feed, Veers Watch and everything. Veers in canon is alive. In the novelization of Empire, he dies. But a lot of things in those original novelizations, though they add great insight, as we've been talking on Spotlight Star Wars lately, don't count. So Veers is alive in my world. Doesn't appear in Return of the Jedi, Steve. Nowhere to be found. Not a lot mentioned about General Maybe Veers. that's because he's busy setting up shop on wherever the Mandalorian may take place. You and I are speaking and the same language. He's still alive, the actor yep. that played him. Yeah, yep. Therefore, it's very easy to bring him back. He could have aged very you know? rapidly. And not to mention, mm-hmm. Favreau is of the right age to have been a fan yes. of that particular era and particular detail when of the Star Wars universe. When he's Instagram and pictures of R5D4 and IGD8, you know, and you hear Favreau interviewed by Carboni at the solo premiere. Oh, these are based on stories I've had for a long time. He's a fan. So I think you said it right. I think Veers saw the lay of the land, um, saw what was going on, said this rebellion is something real. And I think he left. I think he left the empire. I don't think he defected. I think he went to one of these planets that the Mandalorian's going to be on, and I think he opened up a Army-Navy surplus store. The supply sergeant. Yes. And I think he's that crazy dude in the back, and you walk in, and you're kind of like, it's like falling down just without the offensive language. And I think it's this guy like, hey, what do you need? I was part of the, I was part of the war. You need some cargo pants? You need a hat? What do you need? I got it for you. As long as he sends him to a place that's still serving breakfast, yes, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. 
And I think that's, so he's not going to be called General Maximilian Veers, but he's like, hey, I'm Max. You want a space grenade? I got him in the back. And I think that's how Mandalorian gets his gear. Gets oh, his weaponry. so it's sort of like he's like some crazy kind of old IRA, <laughs> yes. Irish mob sort of militia. Hey, hey I, it just so happens <laughs> I got an ad ad in the back. Yeah. You look, uh, and I don't know where he's got this new accent. He's changing. He's like, hey, you look like a guy I can trust. I fight in the wars. You want to see my ad ad? Oh, you mean uh, all-terrain armor? Ad ad. It's an ad ad. Come in the back. I'll show you. Don't tell anyone. Okay. And okay. I think that's where the Mandalorian gets a lot of his gifts. It's not like he's Q necessarily for Bond. No. But it's a little bit like that. I like it. And he I keeps going this. back. I dig this. I can get fully behind this. Yeah. Get me Nick Nolte somewhere in this scene work. And Ooh. oh, buddy. I know we think Nolte's probably going to be, be like an Ugnaught based on what things Rumor has Rumor it. Rumor has it. Um, I, I think, though, this is a better use of him. Unless Julian Glover does want to play a very rapidly aged Veers, I think, I think this could be. What else does he have going on? Uh, you know, I think let's go with it. Out of Game of Thrones. So I that's my number four, General Maximilian Veers, which means we go to your number three. Um, let's see here, sir. Let's go with my number three, which would be, y'all remember him from The Phantom Menace. He was best friends with little Lanny Skywalker. Wizard. I'm talking about the missing kid himself, none other than Kitster. From oh, the Phantom Menace. Yes, Kitster Benai. I, I love this. I think if there was a chance for an adult Kitster to come around, uh-huh. the Mandalorian is the perfect place for him. It really is. And it would make Andy Gutierrez over at the Star Wars show happy. Oh, I know. And Carboni happy too. Um, the actors appeared on there. You're not lying. This is a great, it would make perfect sense. Now, we don't know for 100% sure fact that Mandalorian is going to take place on Tatooine. It seems to me that at some point it's going to be. I would have, it's got to, right? It just seems to be. I mean, it's got to. Unless we believe R5D4 has done a lot of traveling post New Hope, got some new motivators, and like got motivated. Do you think he has the, the, the The rockets, the rockets? I think, I think he still, I think he did. Well, did you read the, from a certain point of view story? I did. I did. And it was at times, wasn't my favorite, but at times I really loved it. If that makes sense. I I could, I'd be warm to the idea that he did it on purpose to help R2. Okay. Um, So I, maybe Favreau's going to deal with that. Maybe that's a Tiki, Tika Waititi episode, but back to Kitster, all that said, this makes perfect sense. If it happens, we wouldn't be like, what? We'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. And then you could tie it. Oh, my God, Steve, I don't want to step on you here. Please. Do you, do you have him Please. drunk in a bar, or do, what do you have him doing? Oh, Kitster, I don't know. I don't know if I have him drunk in a bar, and then it's like he's telling drunk stories about how he was best friends with Darth <laughs> Vader back in the day, and he's sure, like that blowhard at the bar. Yeah. yeah. That's just like, no, 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 you don't understand. Darth Vader is my best friend. <laughs> We uh we used to pod race together. I used, and he's I used just to help to get build people to buy him race. drinks all night long. Yeah, yeah. He's like, and they're like, what are you talking about? Who Darth Vader? Like, he wasn't. You saying he was a not a robot? Or oh, cyborg? I knew him when he oh, was full no. human man. His name was Annie. Yeah, uh, here and and he got a crush on this girl. I don't know what happened. She was like way older than him. Way older. And I told him, dream on, kid, dream on. He was like, no, I've had dreams about her, like little yeah. prophetic dreams. Yeah. And, Whatever. Then he goes and becomes Darth Vader. It's working. <laughs> it's working. It's working. Kitster Benai. That's a great choice. And then you could tie it in to the uh, theory that, that Kitster actually became Boba Fett at one point. 
Maybe he does. See? Maybe he and drunkenly what if stumbles. Taika is playing <sighs> oh, an older pretty. version of Kitster, but also <laughs> Boba Fett. Beezer drops the armor off. I'm telling you. Takes it off. He's like, it's kind of hot. See? He and Bib are going for a reunion drink. Kitster stumbles. He's like peeing in the back alley. I knew Darth Vader. I knew Darth Vader. And he's like, what? So he pees on metal. Want a sword fight? Yeah. He, <laughs> I got a lightsaber right here. And he's like, what is this gear? Oh, my gosh. And he, and he puts it on and becomes Boba Fett for a time. I think Boba Fett might be a mantle that many wear. Sure. I don't know if I really feel that, but I yeah. think it's possible. Uh, we know Cobb Vance picked up the armor. So uh, I think uh, I think this could work out. <laughs> Kids stare for that. Your audience is going, these guys, I tell you. I think they sometimes <laughs> love when I go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in Star Wars. So that's your, your number three. Uh, What's your number three? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Recan. Dude, I'm sticking with generals, all right? I don't know what it okay. is. I, okay. I was trying to think of a droid. I was trying to think of weird things. Maybe You're the original. You're a big fan of the wars. I am. I do love the wars. Uh, War over lore. I was thinking maybe the original gonk droid comes back. There's a lot of things. But you know what? Veers inspired me to go the other direction. And a guy we don't hear from a lot. A guy that in new canon dies, maybe. We don't even know. He doesn't even get the, the, the honor of uh, a, a death that we know about. Uh, at least we know Akbar's dead. Um, that is General Crix Mady. Hair, beard, and all. Pointer, stick, prim uniform. And I think the war ends. Battle of Jakku ends. And the New Republic starts. And Mon Mothma, who he's always kind of had this secret thing for, um, says, no, we're, we're standing down. The military's standing down. Uh, and he's got nowhere to go. His career's kind of ended. And he's a little in politics, and I think he gets back into it by the time you get it to Bloodline with, with Claudia Gray's novel, where he does appear, or at least mention. Um, I think it's like there's going to be an episode that's like after MASH, uh, the ill-fated MASH spinoff, <laughs> when Colonel Potter... Trapper John MD. <laughs> when, Cra- Trapper John, when Colonel Potter and Radar and Klinger go back home and go to the real world and try to adjust to a post-war life. I think an episode begins, a knock on a door, a door opens, and it's Crick's mating standing there with like a bag, his pointer, and his crisp uniform. And he's just like, uh, I'd like to rent a room. And I think it's like someone... The war's like over, the, son. The war's over. <laughs> why, do you got, why do you got a uniform on? I, I don't know how not to. And I think that's one of the episodes <laughs> we got. It's Crick's mating adjusting to post-war life. Okay, okay. Tell I me I'm this. wrong. I can dig this. Prove me wrong, children. I can dig this. That would be very interesting. <laughs> Actually, you more know? I think about it, this is just a series we need. You know, he's just sitting there, just boots at the end of the, the bed, yeah. just kind of, well, I've, I've, I've pressed my, <laughs> my suit. I've shined my medals in my boots. I'm just waiting for another war to start just up. Just waiting. Just waiting. There's got to be one soon. Soon. He hears rumblings like someone, some uh, someone named Ray Sloan took uh, some remnants of the Empire, the un- uh, unknown regions. That's my time. I'll wait for that. And he just every morning he gets up and he looks at his pointer stick. He's like, I'm just waiting to plan a battle. But then he has to. We follow him. He has to go to the market. He has to. He, he doesn't. This is the first time he said prepare a non-military meal. Uh, I just picture him constantly brushing those bangs. Bangs. Just constantly brushing them in the mirror. He shaves his beard you during know? an episode, and then he's like, I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Um, so I think, I think uh, after, we'll call it after Cricks. Okay. okay. But I have to say, that man yeah. has, it's always struck me when watching yeah. his scenes. That man has incredible eyelashes. He's got some. For a blonde male man. Yeah. He has got some big eyelashes. I, I think you're right. I really think, you know, you know as someone who has uh, luscious eyelashes myself, uh, who I've several times people have said, are you wearing makeup? I wish. I'm not. I just my got entire these. life I've been asked, you, are you wearing eyeliner? You've got pretty eyes, my Thank friend. Thank you, my friend. Steve, you've got pretty they eyes. They are the moneymaker. They are. Um, look into my soul. So I think uh, Crix takes those pretty eyes and he tries to adjust to a post-war life. Okay. After Crix, the spinoff for The Mandalorian. He appears in an episode. It's like it's like Mork appearing in uh, in Happy Days, and suddenly it's a spinoff. Okay. Trust me, it's going to Fun happen. fact, speaking of MASH, yeah. I once played Colonel Blake yeah? in the stage version of MASH the Play. Where? Uh, up north in the Bay Area That's a while back. Yes. I love MASH. Yes, it was based more on the book slash movie. Right. 
Suicide is painless, according yeah, to that show. According to that show. <laughs> um, so that's my number three, which means we go to your number two. Uh, my number two would be none other than Ace Pilot, Mr. Wedge Antilles. Right? Did I get that Wedge, correct? Wedge. You got Wedge. Yeah, all right. I got Wedge. I you like know, Wedge. I've always loved Wedge. He's yeah, always been Wedge pretty great. positive in all the trilogy, mm. even though I hear the actor himself is not quite so positive. Oh, uh, Dennis Lawson. But Grumpy Uncle um, Dennis. You know, I think it would be nice to see Wedge pop up in The Mandalorian. I think people would be happy. I think people would be happy with it. I think it's a perfect place. Um, All jokes aside and craziness, Mm -hmm. I think out of everyone that I've said, this is probably the most uh, realistic in terms of Mm -hmm. um, who could potentially be there. I honestly don't think he'll actually show up. No. But I think out of this list, he's he's the most realistic that could. Um, I've always loved Wedge, and um, I would love to see sort of him uh, in a post- yeah, you know, Jedi. Five years later, maybe on a little recon, right? Crosses paths with the Mandalorian because he is. And I know, I know you haven't read a lot of the books. I have not. Um, I've, not so re- I, he, I've tried. He factors into aftermath a bit. Okay, but that's eighteen months. We got like it's like fifteen, eighteen months. So I think this show happens after that, and I still think what you're talking about we can truthfully deal with. And he has a little thing with Nora Wexley, snaps mom. All this kind of stuff happens. But what happens after that? What happens when Mon Mothma says the New Republic is standing down? It's, it's something Crix has got to deal with. And after Crix, now we got a new wedge. Uh, uh, who's that wedge? Who's, who's that, that wedge? wedge? Um, it's got to figure it out. And here's the thing, because, you know, Dennis Lawson, you know, if, he, if Dennis Lawson was to appear in nine, that'd be fine. It'd be good. Uh, oh, yeah. I wanted him in seven, too. I, I, I know Dennis. And he's Ewan's uncle, He's right? Ewan McGregor's uncle, and he was just kind of like, uh, the rumor was, hey, I don't do things I've already done. But then there was something came out that he's like, I never really said that. Well, you really haven't done it much. Yeah, and I think he was at Celebration 2017. He was. Everyone made a big deal. In fact, I think you guys on the council oh, show yeah. were couple of your compatriots over there were yeah. predicting that he was going to be... Sometimes our predictions on, on Jedi Council are wild and wrong. Sometimes they're eerily accurate. And I sometimes just want to wink at the camera. But um, <laughs> so I think this is... I think, I think you could recast Wedge and it would make sense and people would Absolutely. accept it. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, and I think it's also not someone that if, say... You're new to the galaxy right. in terms of fan base. Wouldn't be necessarily need to look to your friend and go, wait, who? What is this? Yeah, I think that What's you could sort of seamlessly put him in while the fans would appreciate it. Right. It wouldn't take new fans out. All I say, the end of Solo. A few people turning and going, sure. wait, huh? Huh? What? Okay, so, I like this. I don't know. I I'd be interested to see. To yeah. see what happens. And, and as, you know, these are cameos in The Mandalorian. So at some point, they all interact with The Mandalorian. Sure. Don't worry. Sure. Don't worry. But uh, I like this idea. So that's your number two, Wedge and Tilly's. Where are we going for number two, Ken? My number two for me is uh, something that could probably actually really happen. And I'm up for playing the part if Favreau hasn't cast it yet. I know they're pretty much done with shooting, I, I do believe. Um, that's Malakili, the Rancor Keeper. All right. Um, I think you put a cowl on me, take a shirt off. I'm not that far from the Rancor Keeper. All right. Always wanted one of my favorite characters. I uh, love Wendig. Used him very well in the aftermath uh, novels and in, in a couple interludes where he gets involved with Cobb Vanth, who's the guy that picks up Boba Fett's armor. Allegedly, we think it's never really confirmed. Um, and he escaped because he really. I don't think he was. He was back at the palace. And Patessa, his Rancor, had died, and he was back there. And then so when Jabba dies, it, it actually all seriousness, if, if any of you haven't really read the Aftermath novels, it deals with the realistic 
aftermath of Jabba dying. Like there's a little bit of this chaos and, and Tatooine falls apart. Uh, even though he's a criminal underlord. Do we know how old Pantissa was? Uh, Pati- Patissa. Patissa. Patissa the Rancor? I don't know. We don't know how old Patty uh, was. Uh, Alex Damon of Star Wars explained he's currently making how many years old was Patissa and how you can tell a Rancor's age. I was just curious. I yeah. didn't mean to interrupt your flow. No, look for the video soon on Alex's channel, Star Wars Explained. <laughs> um, but anyways, long story short, I want to go. Malakili's around, and he gets involved with these new... Got, he needs to raise a rancor or no, a hut or something. It doesn't matter. You guys go read the gnome. He's around. I think you could see him. I think it could be just a cameo at a bar or it could be the Mandalorian needs some information, needs some help. Uh, or maybe Beezer runs into him along the way looking for Bib. And I think you could see Malakili. And I think he'll still have a shirt off. And I think he'll still be crying. Sun's out, guns out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and plus... All of this, all of our choices would allow for new figures to be made of these characters. Oh, my God. Could you imagine the new, like, facial, hyper-real, black series, super-articulated versions of these? be wonderful. But I got to be honest with you. Our whole, our entire list, in my opinion, I think should be a new TV show that's sort of like, (laughs) if they don't, I've I've already suspected this was going to fall in the vein of, like, a Magnificent Seven type of thing. Yeah. But if it doesn't. I think each one of our characters would make a crazy band of brothers, the great escape, magnificent seven sort of crazy random group of individuals that have to come together that otherwise would never be in the same room together and would have to band together for some sort of mission. I love it. That's why Malachi is my number two, which means we're going to go to my number one so we can close the show with your number one. All right, buddy. Um, Look, I always try to put some runner-ups. I thought, well, Aiden Versio, but that kind of, that, I don't think it'll happen, even though I want Janine to do a live-action Aiden. I don't think it will, all this kind of stuff. We, I, I try to go that route. And I was like, oh, I need to go what we really want to see post-Return of the Jedi. We're focusing a lot on Tatooine, mm-hmm. understandably. Some of the shots we've seen made us think that. R5-D4 mm-hmm. makes us think that. Either that or every other planet in the Star Wars universe is sand. Is sand. Um, but... You know, you got your war-torn Ewok bounty hunter Luplo. Um, it's made me think. It made me think. Where else could we go? And I think we could go uh, to Bespin, Cloud City, or around that. But I don't think we're going to see Lando. I think we're going to see Lobot, and I think Warner Herzog's going to play him. You really think so? I think everyone thinks Warner Herzog's going to be some old weird mystic or a bartender, and he's going to give one of his Warner Herzog speeches. But wouldn't it be Warner Herzog style if he's like, they're like, hey, we want to put you in a Star Wars. We're going to make you a lobot so you can't actually say a word. And you'd be like, ah, oh, that is a perfect example of the earth rewarding us for what we need. And I think, I think lobot will show up and they need to get information from him. They, and Lando's not, Lando's out. Lando's out on business. He, you know, he's still figuring, he and Shriv are hanging out from Battlefront 2. And I think, I think we'll get lobot. I think that's how it happens. Really? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> it would be pretty amazing. It would be pretty amazing. I I, I, I do have to say that I, I would think that Johnny Favs would want to play with, yeah. you know, some characters like that. Right. But it's very Herzog-y. I'm telling you. It's very Herzog-y. While Zana also Hushman. giving the fans a little bit of what they want. Yeah. Well, also, who knows what he's got going on in that little headset of his. Right. What information's hidden in that headset? Absolutely. Because, you know, we hide information in everything in this galaxy. Absolutely. Um, man, 
It could work. You're blowing my mind right now. Imagine this. I got Carl Weathers. I don't know what he's going to be. Nolte, I you know, VO. Oh, the champ. I keep forgetting the champ is in it. Uh, Nolte's going to be voiceover. I I guarantee it. I'll put some money down. I got to be honest with you. I honestly think that a lot of it is going to be. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we had our deal with Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Um, I think that in order to take a show like this, film it locally in Los Angeles. Right. Um, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this is shot using um, stunt doubles. Right. And and movement actors in costumes mm-hmm. um, with a majority of the cast doing voiceover, voiceover of their characters while faces are covered. Yeah. And because then it allows you from a film standpoint... Uh, to bring your cast in for two weeks right. to shoot some unmasked interiors to keep it on budget. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a lot of this is 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 a voiceover cast. You're speaking like someone who's worked in this industry, man. Oh, dear <laughs> God. And I don't think you're wrong. I, th- I think that, yeah. And it's, it is being filmed locally, and there's a lot of set leaks, but none of the cast... You don't see any of the cast. You don't see any of the cast. You know, meanwhile, you got Jason Ward dangling Luke Danger <laughs> and and Penny with broomsticks. God bless. You know, trying Star to become Wars junior junior TMZ photographers, paparazzos yep. trying to, you yep. know, get pictures. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I I don't know, man. Uh, there's there's I, some stuff going on over there. I think you're right. I do. I do. And we hear the Russo brothers saying it's. It's shot in a way that you could never imagine. Uh, it's Favreau. Yeah, it's Favreau. It's Favreau. So I still think, though, Lobot shows up. I think so. In some interiors, and, and Werner Herzog is Lobot. And this ties into my number one, Ken. Oh, what is your number one? Because I think Lobot did not travel there alone. Oh, he needed a friend. I think he needed a friend. But more importantly, I you know you know as well as I do that Lobot's favorite food and the only thing he can eat is ice cream. Oh, therefore, yes. my number one. As I unlock my phone to make sure I read uh-huh. this correctly. Yes, I could I could read it for you. My but. number one to join Lobot on this mission mm-hmm. would be the ice cream man himself, Will Row Hood. Uh, yes, Will, Will Row Hood. Hood indeed. I think Willie, you know, after after he had to flee Cloud City, yeah. I think Lobot was like, yeah. Let's get through this next like year, two years. <laughs> I'm going to send you out to this little desert planet. It's going to be transition You're going to be able to set up a little ice cream stand. Make sure you don't forget your ice cream maker. It's hot out there. They it's need really hot, and they have never tasted such a right. cool, refreshing, and creamy treat. Love this. Like Will Hood's <laughs> Epic Galaxy Ice Cream Stand. It's right next to... Uh, you thought the line was long at the Dole Whip line at Disneyland. <laughs> you have not been... To Will Hood's ice cream and galaxy. It's, it's right next to Max General's Army Navy <laughs> Surf yes. store. Yes, this is great, and <laughs> I think that's a great answer. And I think we're, I think we're, we were going to get more of Will Hood in that comic that got canceled from Wendek. Uh, so I think he's on people's mind and really making him canon because that name, to to my knowledge now, is 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 not canon or if it's on, it's on the cusp of canon but it's so he's so beloved of a character as a background character the will row hood run every year at celebration everything um this is the time to really put him front and center and this is a wonderful pitch you've made what a wonderful show to have will row hood show up and open up will hood's hot ice get your soft serve 
you want some soft serve Mandalorian? And and that's and it, and it just the mask is on, so it's Pedro Pascal in a VO booth. Yes, I will. I do want some ice cream. And I think that's what we got. I think we've got ten great choices here. I think we've pitched some shows of their own. I think we, as collectively we've pitched a show. <laughs> we got After Cricks. We got the Ballad of Luplo, the Bounty Hunter Ewok. We got a lot of things going on here that I want to see now, which is sometimes the problem with wild speculation. You create things so big in your mind that you want them to happen. But fortunately, I don't think any of these will happen. Or maybe, unfortunately, none of them will happen. What are you out there? Uh, what are you out there in Star Wars Rankland? Think, let us know. Uh, I'll tell you where to find us. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank. But before we do that, Steve Ona, thank you so much for coming in. This has been one of my favorite episodes of Star Wars Ranked. <laughs> and you showed up with a cupcake for me. Oh, buddy. And I can't appreciate it enough. Well, thank you for having me once again. Alex and I love having you on our show. Yeah. Thanks for letting us come over here, hang out, be on your show. Um, but yeah, man, we'll do it Thank again. You. Tell Absolutely. them, tell them where to find your show. Uh, you can find the show at BLK series rebels on Twitter and Instagram. Again, that's Blook series rebels, BLK series rebels, Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rex Manning. Um, and we try to drop a show every Thursday night. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Uh, we're typically behind the, the news, but we, uh, you know, reporting the news isn't what we set yeah. out to do. Our show's really silly, kind of like this podcast we've been doing today. <laughs> um, we like to have a good time, talk yes. snacks. So if you want to come have a good time, laugh about Star Wars, celebrate it, and talk about snacks, come find us at Black Series Rebels. I love it. I love it. And Force Center, you can follow us at Force Center Pod. Mia Ken Napsock again, use that hashtag Star Wars Rank to join that conversation. Tell us what you think about our choices. Give us your own. We are also on YouTube. Have you checked out the animated databank brawl or the animated short from Kevin Smets and the in memoriams that are still up? there give it a peek subscribe if you have it if you want to mail us something you can to uh force center at three seven two seven west magnolia boulevards uh number seven two eight burbank california nine one five zero five that's thirty seven twenty seven west magnolia boulevard seven two eight is the box number burbank california nine one five zero five we get some requests from uh lovely fans sending us some stuff artwork and everything please uh feel free to do so and uh we'll see you guys later check out patreon.com slash force if you want to support new goals new tiers a lot of new things on there and we uh would appreciate if you check it out But the best way to support is listen, spread the word, and join the conversation with here at Force Center. That's it for today. Thank you, Steve. Star Wars has been ranked. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.